What's up, gang? Thanks for joining me. Welcome. We're here in New York. We made it. We're in one piece. We didn't get shot on the subway. And this is exactly why I paid the extra money to stay in Manhattan and not in Brooklyn. Because Brooklyn sucks. It's fine. It's fine. I know it's been on a, a, an uptrend lately. The last, what, five, ten years? I'm, uh, I'm passing on Brooklyn, okay? I talk about it often. Manhattan's where I want to be. I want to be with the money and the power. I'm recording this episode from Wall Street. Well, like two streets over. Because Wall Street's full of condos. I don't think there's any really hotels on Wall Street. Maybe a couple. I don't think there is, though. It's all just hotels. And to be honest, financial district kind of sucks for, for New York. But if you're rich and you want a nice penthouse and you want, like, honestly, like financial district in Manhattan feels like a suburb. But you're right in the thick of, like, the city. It just goes to bed so early, like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Like, I'm recording this at 7.45 right now. I can look out on the street. and There's probably hardly anyone out there right now at quarter to eight maybe a little bit because it was kind of a nice day out and it's spring but by the time i'm done recording this it'll be a ghost town which is when i'll go back out there and go for a little stroll and uh maybe go by the water and just have a little fun um but yeah so we're here in new york i got in on monday um stayed in my my lovely neighborhood my old neighborhood the east village for the last few nights and and i and i i've been using a lot of uh of my travel points, my Marriott Bonvoy points to, to stay in these hotels the last few nights. Uh, and then I move up to Times Square tomorrow for the rest of my stay. So I don't know if that's important to anyone here, but um, I bring this up because I, I rented this, I, I got this, booked this hotel tonight and I'm kicking myself for not doing it like four days ago, three days ago, whatever it was, because I wanted to stay in the East Village because I love it, but the hotel was, it was a nice hotel, Moxie Hotel East Village. It's nice. It was like a boutique hotel, though. It was easily half the size of the room I'm in right now. And it was fine because you don't really, I don't really spend much time in there. I was bouncing around, you know, doing stuff. But still, it was, it was cozy, but I'm like, man, I should have stayed here the whole time. This room is huge and I have a nice view. I, I'm looking at the Statue of Liberty right now. It's in the distance, but whatever. It's there. I, I, I believe it's there. No, I can see it, but it's just, it's like a, it's like when you see the Hollywood sign in the distance. Like, I oh, see a little white speck on the mountain. Yeah, that's it. That's how I can see the Statue of Liberty right now. And then, you know, the World Trade Center is a block over, which who cares about that? But it's cool. Um, nice to be down here. I, I do like coming down to the financial district every once in a while when I'm here, just because it is kind of like inspiring. You want to see the nice penthouses. Well, you can't really see them, but you can see up to them and actually i'm on the 25th floor of this hotel and i'm actually looking out to a lot of nice apartments right now and i actually can look down at a few i'm looking at down at a couple of rooftops um <laughs> i could see like some of these nice patios some are nice and some i'm like ooh, should have worked harder because your neighbor's got a huge patio and you do not so there's that going on but it's fun to look at i love new york real estate you know i've because i've been able to see a lot of it because of uh, my side hustle in December, delivering Christmas trees. I don't know if I'll... Honestly, I'm, I'm, I, I, I hate to say it, but I don't know how much time I'll have for it this year. Uh, I, I think I'll 90% I'll be back. But, you know, just because I love, I love Christmas time in New York. But doing that, that business, I've been able to see. I mean, just crazy. I mean, we're talking 10, 20, 30, 50, 60 million dollar apartments, you know. And so, love seeing all this stuff. Fun to be down here. It's cool. I'm just kind of kicking myself for not coming here earlier. It was nice to be in the East Village. I'm just kind of like all my favorite stuff was like a block away. And it's amazing because like I've seen more people I know in the last like four days 
than I have in months. Like I see more people when I hang out in the East Village and go around my local spots, like the coffee shops I go to, lunch spots, all that stuff. I will see more people I know than I do when I go back to my hometown or any anywhere else in the country. I've seen people every single day. Every single day I walk outside. Within one hour, I see someone I know in the East Village. That has happened every day. Um, which is crazy. I love it because New York is the biggest city in the country, one of the biggest city in the world. But it has such a neighborhood feel to me. If you if you're in, you know, you're to each neighborhood. That's why, like, when I'm not in the East Village, I don't feel like I feel like I'm. You know, I still love New York, but I literally feel like I'm like at home and comfortable there. You know, it feels familiar and everything. I step out of it, I'm like, oh, where are we? Um, so it's just a really cool, cool vibe. I'll stop ranting about New York eventually. Um, also that hotel in the village, it was great, but it was totally like, it was a nice hotel. Like it clearly, like everyone was staying there, like clearly had some money, but had clearly made that money in illicit ways. Like definitely made their money on like cocaine and selling NFTs. Like that was the vibe of that hotel. 100%. It was just like very Coachella vibe. If you're familiar with the Southern California, the Ace Hotels, I basically stayed at the Ace Hotel in New York the last few days. That's how it felt. I don't know if there was an Ace Hotel here probably, but the Southern California Ace Hotels very much feel like this place where they're like, they're cool, but it's almost like they're trying too much. It's like JetBlue flights back in the day where it's like, I get it. Your video's funny, but can you just give me my fucking cookie and let's get this flight moving on, please? It's like when a flight attendant tries to be funny. It's like, look, if you want to be like charming and a little couple things in there, but once you start, like once I realize that I, once I can feel that you think you're funny, I'm out, you know? Like once you start performing as a flight attendant, I want the plane to go down. So <laughs> it's kind of, uh, I don't know why I went down that. I've got that <laughs> going down that tangent about flight attendants talking about hotels, but, um, yeah, it was very much, uh, it was a douchebag vibe, Coachella, Coachella vibe, you know? Um, I also have very bad pedestrian road rage here in the city. Like I have pretty bad road rage in general, when I'm driving, I've been better about it as I, I don't know if it's because I, I don't know, maybe I'm not stressed as much or I'm getting older. Who knows? I don't get as bad with the road rage, still bad at times. Don't get me wrong. But my pedestrian road rage is next level. Like I lose my shit. I've always been like that at airports. I've always been a, a, an angry walker at airports. Cause I walk very fast. I'm tall. So I walk even faster and people always walk like confused pigeons in the airport. And that's fine. Look, if you don't know where you're going, step aside. Get out of the way. Look at your phone. Go look at the screens. Don't stop and turn around with both arms extended with both luggages out and, and try to look for your shit. It's annoying. You're getting in the way of everything. And it's the same thing here in the city. When you're walking on the street. You walk on the right. It's just like driving. Right and left. Okay? Drive on the right. Pass on the left. You know? If you're slow... Eh, maybe hug the hug the corner a little bit. And couples, oh my God, couple people, people, couples holding hands. If it's a busy sidewalk, I'll red rover your ass and walk right through your hands. Okay, what are you doing? This isn't love, actually. It's rush hour. We need to get where we're going. Okay. I don't have anywhere to be, but you do. <laughs> so. I can't stand that. I mean, like people like walk like two, not just two deep, three deep, four deep on the sidewalk. What are you doing? Is this like a elementary school class? It's oh, come on. I can't, I can't do it. I get very annoyed on the sidewalk. Um, so other than that, <laughs> New York has been great guys. It's been a great time getting some good food. You know, I uh, went to Gotham comedy club last night. It was supposed to go up at the end of the show, which would have been fun, but 
Jim Gaffigan showed up and then Craig Robinson showed up. So I got bumped and so did my, my good friend, Chris Milhouse, who was there. Uh, I was hanging out with him. Uh, we went to go get some pizza afterwards. Lion Tigers and Squares, by the way, which a Detroit pizza place that New Yorkers dig. So I love it. Detroit pizza is the shit. Okay. All pizza is the shit. I hate when I say I like a certain pizza and people are like, yeah, but what about New York pizza? What about Chicago? It's all good, man. I've made this point a million times on podcasts. It's all, all pizza matters. Okay. They're all good. If you don't like one over the other, you're insane. You don't like pizza. You're not in the group. Okay. You can't say your pizza love. You don't like all of them. All right. They all win. But Detroit style, that deep dish square, it's good. And people, I, I appreciate that New Yorkers respect it. They don't, they don't say it's better than New York style or this or that. They just say, hey, it's a really good pizza. That's how you approach it. Because honestly, I don't know which one's best. I really don't. Maybe just the simple. I always say the simplest done right's the best. So like a, maybe a cheese New York style pizza. Or like a margarita, right? But, you know, not to knock it. Chicago's great. Detroit style's great. It's just different. Different style. Um, but went there after the show. Glad that was o- glad that was open because the other one in the village closed. The one in the East Village closed. The one in the Chelsea neighborhood still open. Open late. Nice to see some restaurants and places still open late again. Uh, that wasn't the case when I was here in November and December. You were still seeing some people close early because I was doing like the Omicron search when Omicron was coming back pretty hard. So we're seeing. Uh, it's nice to see places kind of staying open a little bit late. Not everything. Obviously, still places are closed and some stuff's never coming back. But. Um, has been nice to see the city a little more awake, a little more of a, you know, a little more alive, if you will. So, all right, let me, um, oh, also, as I should bring this up as I get group text to my phone. Most people know I switched over to, well, I still have my Android, but I, I, my main phone now is an, an iPhone. I haven't put a second line on the Android yet. I just still like using it on Wi-Fi <laughs> for certain things. I probably will just keep it. I was going to sell it on eBay, but it's like, fuck, what am I going to get a couple hundred bucks for it? I'd kind of rather just keep it. Unless someone out there needs a Galaxy Note 9, let me know if you have a better offer. But <clears throat> um, been uh, nice having the iPhone. I like it. The camera's amazing. It is simpler. It is easier to use. I will say that. But it's insane, iPhone people, how much you love group texts. Chill. Not everything has to be a text. I feel like... Um, the episode of The Office with Craig Robinson. See, we'll tie it back into Gotham last night because Craig stopped in. Daryl from The Office, Craig Robinson. There's a scene, I forget which season, but there's an episode where like him and Ed Helms are going back and forth, um, Andy on the show. And it's because Ed Helms keeps texting him like just dumb shit. Like, and he's like, yo, that's not a text. And I kind of feel that way with the iPhones where it's like my, my messaging has went up 5,000% in the last week. So many group texts. So many. Like, it's nice to have friends again, but I'm also not sure how I feel about it. I kind of want to go back to Android. I'm not going to switch everything over again. Now that was a pain in the ass. But it's it's ins- it's truly insane. I have to, like, just ignore messages and just put my phone down for a while. and be like, nope. It's crazy. iPhone people. You love it. You love it. You love your phones. I get it. You campaign for people like me to get it. And then I get it. You send me 9 billion messages. It's wild, man. It's wild. They caught the subway guy. Um, if you guys didn't hear about that, there's a, like we, we talked to open the episode about the Brooklyn, the shooter, some guy, I forget, I don't know his name, but <clears throat> older black gentleman lost his shit. 
and uh, threw a smoke bomb, started shooting people in the subway in Brooklyn. Didn't kill anyone, injured a bunch. They, arrest, they arrested him today, literally one block from where I was at. I had lunch at Paul's Burger Joint at St. Mark's and 2nd Ave. Homeboy got arrested at 1st Ave and St. Ave Mark's. Little, maybe he was getting Paul's Burgers too. It's legit. Maybe that's what he wanted. What an idiot. He thought he fucking, he didn't even leave the city. It's like, yo, you are like public enemy number one. The city, all they're talking about is you. Your, your face is everywhere now. You go to Manhattan, you go from, you think Manhattan's going to get you away? Buddy, you're an older black man. Manhattan's only going to hurt you. <laughs> you're only going to be more obvious. It's literally exactly what happened. A guy was like, hey, who's, I recognize this dude. Oh, shit. Bam. Arrested. A civilian catches him while NYPD was terrorizing people in Tompkins Square Park a block, couple blocks over doing their job. It's kind of it's crazy. This whole thing is like I don't want to make it a whole political thing, but they're just going to make more police, more money on police, which already doesn't work. The cops that were there didn't have radios that worked. Every cop in New York just sits on a phone all day. Don't do anything. Whatever. Um, it's just interesting that like, you know, the cops didn't do anything to prevent it, didn't do anything to stop it when it happened. Civilian. The only reason it stopped because the guy's gun jammed and he ran off. Civilians took care of the other injured victims before until paramedics got there. Civilians called nine one one and the paramedics because the radio, the cop radios weren't working. And then someone told me like, oh, it was a ra- he couldn't get the frequency right. Uh, the, whatever, figure it out, dude. I always say cops are dumb, and that proves my point. Whether the radio is broken or not, if the excuse is well, he didn't get the radio, he did, he always, he's not familiar with the uh, the radio frequency. He tends to get it wrong sometimes. Someone told me that. Okay, that's insane. Fire him right now then. Because what you're telling me is a guy that carries around a gun can't work a World War II technology. I mean, call the spade a spade here, right? <clears throat> what a fun way to start this. <laughs> good little good little warm-up. People like who've never listened to this, this podcast are like, wait, when's he going to start talking about stocks? I guess we'll do it. We'll do it now. We're here. We're in financial district. Today was a nice day. <clears throat> Excuse me, nice day for the old market. I mean, it's been taking a little bit of a, a little bit of a downtrend the last uh, few days, but looking a little ahead. I mean, earnings season is kicking off, so maybe that's the anticipation. You keep hearing the never-ending loop of inflation's getting worse and this and that. And it's like, yeah, man, it's just. Uh, but I keep saying, I'll say it every week. Where's a better place to put your money? Some of these things are getting some really good bargains. Hey, we went heavy on Shopify last. We kept talking about Shopify. And uh, they announced a 10 to 1 split. And it's still hovering just right around $600 a share. So pretty crazy. That split is a long time coming. Um, glad they're doing it. Because then people will hopefully start picking up the stock a little bit more. Again, I still believe in it regardless. <clears throat> but um, and there's another cool thing they announced. Like they uh, teamed up with Strike. Shopify did to facilitate Bitcoin payments, you know, just nice. Good to see. I don't know if that really helps the bottom line necessarily, but it's just like, all right, cool. They're, they're, uh, they're adapting to the, to the, to the times they're adding what people want. They're doing the, I don't know, like it's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of like a, a, a current trend in tech is like, are you getting ready for web 3.0? Huh? You prepared for next level, next, uh, the next generation of currency. So, you know, they are. <laughs> I have been noticing more Shopify competitors coming out, though, which is fine. 
Same thing happened with Airbnb. You're seeing more other competitors come out, but I just think that just boosts the overall market, which boosts the market leader, which is Airbnb. And this being Shopify being a market leader in this sector, it just boosts them. And maybe we'll see Shopify make some acquisitions. I don't necessarily think so. I think they're just going to invest in themselves. It's kind of what they've been doing, investing heavily in their own business. That's kind of why you're seeing um, a little bit of um, not as robust numbers on some of the balance sheet, just because they're investing back into the company. But that's fine. It's also indicative of high growth tech companies. Um, but I, and I've made this point before, uh, kind of when, when things are going a little weird with stocks, like kind of taking a cool off period. Uh, I kind of, like we talk about with options a lot. I kind of like that options really distracts me from like, if you're trading options daily or weekly, you know, it kind of gives you something to look forward, not look forward to, but like, it's a distraction, you know, instead of like trying to like, I know people that just get antsy with their account and they want to make moves just to make moves. So they'll buy stuff, they'll sell stuff in their long-term, long-term portfolio. And it's like, if you're messing around with options, you kind of forget about your long-term portfolio, which is a great thing because so many people I know, the only way they really fuck up their main portfolio is by getting in their own, their own way. I know a, I, myself included, you know, it's like, if I just make my initial moves and just step back, that's fine. That's almost always going to be fine. Um, so <clears throat> what I like about those by focusing my energy on, on the other moves with, with options, you're kind of like randomly you'll be like, Oh shit. I've been so focused on like these swings and patterns and stuff like that with options. Like I didn't even realize that this stock is at this price. Like, like I said with Shopify, you're like, Oh shit, maybe I should pick up some. It's it'll, maybe I should buy some in the long account. I know Keanu posted some in the, the, the premium discord this last week. I know he was making some long-term buys. I think Shopify was one of them too. He was making some long-term purchases in his, um, like his main long-term account. Cause again, all these options guys, well, not all, but most still have other investment, just long-term investments, like long-term, um, the long-term stock investments. So a lot of those guys still do that. Uh, they're just using their, their money from options to help fund it. And then, like I said, being distracted by it kind of helps when you can be like, Oh cool. I've been so busy focused on options. I didn't realize I could buy this other stock at this price, you know? Um, and then speaking of this week, I don't know if people have been joining, but we've been doing Twitter spaces every morning. Uh, I missed a couple. I think I was on on Monday, but Tuesday I was not on. And then today I was on tomorrow. I'll be on in the morning. Um, and then Friday I should be, I'll double check what I got to do on Friday, but I should be able to cop on the Twitter spaces Friday morning as well. So every morning check on there, it's on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter or Keanu, you know, just, you just click on when you get on your Twitter on your phone, it'll be right at the top. You'll see it to join the spaces, listen in There's some really legit people that were guests this week. Um, they all have different names and their real names, but like if you're familiar with some of the options traders, like I know Penny was on there. I forget her full name. It's, it's this girl. She runs like a Penny, Penny pod. It's like her, it's some podcast that she does. I forget. I should look it up. I'm like trying to like think of her name and I can't, um, but she was on this morning. Kenny Powers was on yesterday or the day before. I think Zach Morris was going to, Penny Lane. Yeah. Penny Lane Blaine. Penny Lane pod was the one. So it's cool because these people uh, have been at the game for a while. They're, they're sharing their knowledge uh, for free on Twitter. Now, normally we do these in discord. We talk about the live, we do live trading in discord and the voice channel on the premium discord. But this week we're doing it on Twitter, which is free. So check it out. 
really just sitting at computers, sitting at our phones, looking to see if there's entries to make. We'll randomly talk about some other stuff here and there, which is usually me talking about other random stuff because I'm not looking at the trades as much at the moment. Um, <clears throat> but probably coming into end of this month, I think I'm going to start doing some some live trading more with some of these options. So maybe going into May. So, uh, yeah, I think we're about getting there. I just I finished the Japanese Candlestick book again. Can't recommend it enough. There's some other books I'm going to start going through. Going through Champion Vibes YouTube. Um, his free trading course. If people want that, send me a message. I'll send you the link. Champion Vibe. I know his is that's his Twitter. He has a YouTube channel. I think it's just Champion Vibe on 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 YouTube. So check the uh, his Twitter his or not his Twitter his YouTube. There's a like I said, I mentioned it, I think the previous week, but there's like a 15 course thing on there. I've been watching him. Does a really good job of kind of just highlighting the points that you need to know. Like also read those bigger books for more information, but these are great supplements to go with it because you kind of will read everything in those books and then you'll go through and go, okay, here's the highlights. Here's the important stuff. Here's what they're focused on. So it's that's some cool shit. Really like doing that. Um, I'm not done with his course yet, but I'll finish it in the next couple of days here. And then just keep looking for more YouTube stuff. Keep looking for more. I'm going to start... I'll eventually make some learning materials with options myself. I had some ideas for some that I don't want to talk about on here. So people steal them, but yeah, there's a lot to take under, but I've, I've realized like I've said it before where it's like learning options is like learning another language. You have to have like a bunch of stuff where it's like, if you're learning a new language, you want like, you need Duolingo and then to watch shows in that language and maybe be around someone who speaks that language, you know, and you're reading books in that language like children's books or whatever reading level you're at so it's like it's not just one thing where it's like oh i'll just study this workbook or i'll read this i'll just do duolingo and learn spanish it's like no it's got to be like that plus this plus this plus this same thing with options where it's like yeah read the books do the twitter discord youtube but it is great like trading together is really beneficial because you're literally hearing these people who are quite successful at doing this like call out their exact exactly when they're making make trades why they're making them talking about the candles as they're developing all that stuff and it's a lot to take under but you know it really is um pretty amazing especially when you're like just with how volatile markets have been it's like i know like one of my friends in my uh, another stock group that they all just long-term investors they're not none of them are options traders they're just long-term investors it's funny to hear them talk about mark markets on some days versus the discord group Cause on some of the red days, I'm still like every day, the discord group is like, there's some days where options traders, the people in the group are having rough days and taking losses. But for the most part, it's quite positive across the board. People making money, making the right moves. Cause again, they're, they're, they're following a, a system that has been kind of put together and kind of being disciplined. So, and what managing risk as they say. So, um, just kind of, it's pretty inspiring. It really is. Uh, so a couple quick things. Elon Musk is being sued for his Twitter stake that we we talked about last week, because basically, if you don't announce, if you're buying so many shares, if you buy more than five percent of a company within a certain period, you have to announce publicly that you're buying that much because it's significant to your ownership. To where, you know, when Elon announced that he was buying it, the stock went up like what thirty percent that day alone. So you can see why he waited. Like you're supposed to think within 10 days, I think it is 5%. If you buy more, if once you own more than 5% of a company, you have to announce that purchase within 10 days. I think he waited 11. And on that last day or whatever, he was able to buy shares at X amount of dollars that made him like 150 million more is what the lawyer's claiming. 
So I'd love to see that math. I'm sure it checks out, but it's just funny that someone did that. And it's like not, it's like a speeding ticket for Elon. Cause he's, you know, the amount of money, uh, I don't think he did it maliciously. He probably just forgot or was like, Oh shit, we got to send that in. Um, cause I don't think he's really trying to grift investors for another 150 million, but that's what's being happened. I'm sure they'll just settle. He'll probably just pay the settlement and, and the investors who are mad will get their money cause they're babies. But if you pay your lawyers, hey, man, that's how it works. So um, let's see. I just thought that was an interesting story. Because, uh, yeah, he owns 9%, I think, or 9.2%, something like that. So after 5%, he was supposed to announce it. And then he bought all those shares. And we talked about it. I talked about it last week. I talked about all of his shares. He bought every single – he bought all of January, all of February, and I think all of March he bought. And then he announced it like a week ago. So – um, interesting talking about Apple stock, getting another dividend boost, whatever. I don't buy Apple stock or any stock for dividends. And if you do, like, I don't, I don't understand that necessarily. Um, it's good to have some dividend stocks, but it's like, they just don't like even the ones that pay well, it's like, it's like, dude, if they're not growing, I'd rather have my money in a stock that grows. Like if you look at my portfolio, Hardly, I get hardly any dividends a year. I get like 20 or 30 bucks a year in dividends, maybe like a hundred. Like it's such a not, it's such a lame amount. I mean, it's still way more than like interest I would get from a bank on that amount of money. So that's good. But it's like, it's not about the dividends. It's about the gains in the stock. That's the money. It's like, I'm not sure you can get nice, you know, dividend stocks, but if you just buy the companies that are growing in the right industries, fuck your dividend stocks. You're going to do way better with like, you know, Imagine buying Amazon. I mean, no dividend, but who gives a shit? So, this is a fun trend I'm noticing too. Everyone's getting hit with fees, like uh, like fees because of um, what's it called? The gas prices with everything. Everyone's getting with fees with inflation. Went to a restaurant. I remember there was one I went to in California. They charged like a four percent, like wage fee. It's like just charge more money for your restaurant. Don't say you're charging four percent more to pay your employees because you're already not whatever um a couple of random notes here nvidia upgraded to a buy from who was it debate new new street nvidia upgraded to buy price target to 280 at new street so new street upgrading nvidia i also saw too some talking head bought palo alto networks joe terranova buys chipotle and palo alto networks um neat what else had a big day yeah airbnb had a big day i think everyone's expecting like even with these uh rising in prices i've noticed people don't give a shit they're just still spending money now it's definitely going to affect them on the back end the savings are going to take a hit obviously i think all that savings that was built up like there was like record amounts of money and savings during the pandemic and it's already all gone (laughs) so people are spending their cash fine whatever you got to but I think a lot of people are, are, are banking on and investors are banking on these travel stocks doing very well. And I think they I think they're right. I think travel is going to do just fine this summer, barring, you, you know, Russia invading everyone. I don't think it matters. Like even with COVID, like I a friend the other day was like, it's coming back. We're doing the thing again. Like, But no, we're not, though. We're not. You know, it's like I don't think we're doing that anymore. Even if it gets bad, it's like or if it gets you know worse than it is now, it's like we're not going to go back to where it was. Like, I think we've seen too much. And people are over it and they're like, look, man, 
that we can't we can't do it again we can't do another round of it we won't come back from it i don't think we would so uh i think travel is gonna be massive and like and companies are charging it restaurants are charging more airlines are charging more everyone's charging more airbnb is more people don't give a shit they're paying it so whatever it's gonna be reflected in those earnings you're seeing it already delta delta posted a nice profit uh with earnings recently i don't own airline stocks because i'm not a boomer or warren buffett but delta had a had a nice little earnings pop because they were charging more money uh, and it worked out for them because people were paying it because uh, like most people, like myself included, they just passed the buck onto their company. I feel like 80% of flights are paid by some like corporate credit card. So it's, and then you get like the random family that's getting grifted for like 500 a ticket for a trip to Disneyland, you know? And so it's, I've just kind of noticed that it's, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be sustainable for some people for sure, but just because there's a really bad income divide doesn't mean there's a shitload of cash out there. I think about it now when I think of like all the, like every day when I see uh, like volatility in the market, I just think of how much money was made on options. Even tonight when I was walking to go get my dinner, I walked down wall street to go get a poke bowl because I had a burger for lunch. It was a turkey burger, but still I had a burger for lunch and I was like, I can't do it again. I can't get pe- I got to, I got to be good. Got to get a little, a little fish action. So I walked down wall street and as I'm walking down, like passing all these condos, I'm just thinking of like, how much do these people make today? Like how much did that guy over there make this dude walking down the suit who clearly works, clearly works in finance. Like what did he make today? You know, with all this volatility and all their insider information, my favorite, those cheaters, you know? So just because there's a big income divide doesn't mean there's not a ton of cash. People have money and they're going to spend it. Just because I might not have all that cash or you might not or whoever doesn't mean it's not out there. It's frustrating. It's frustrating as hell. But hey, that's why we get in this game. That's why you invest. That's why you get into the options. Know the world we live in and operate within it, baby. Right? <laughs> so I just think that all the time with these options deals where it's like, holy shit, people be making that cash. And today was a particularly big day for a handful of reasons. Like I said, earnings season's kicking off. I think Tesla has earnings next week. 420, baby. I think I'm going to do some day trading that day with a friend. And uh, maybe I'll do some real trades on 420. I'll celebrate with doing losing some money, baby. No, we'll we'll win. We'll make it happen. Uh, but also today, uh, things went up pretty high. The Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller said March levels of inflation in consumer prices might be, quote, pretty much the peak. But they're going to continue to plan. They're going to continue with planned rate hikes, obvious rate hikes obviously, but saying that inflation's pretty much at the peak. Okay, good. I mean, glad to hear you say that, but also it reminds me of when, you know, Fed chair Jerome Powell said that inflation was what transitory. It was not going to be not a big deal, basically. Said that what last January, February, and it's like, dude, we all knew anyone in finance knew that this was eventually going to catch up with us. Now we're going to get through it, obviously, but it's like there's going to be a period of like, hey man, things are going to jump up pretty high for a while until people get burned through the savings. That's what's going to knock it down. F- fuck all your rate hikes. You know, it's going to bring back inflation back to reality. Uh, people being broke. That's what'll do it. No one will have any cash, and these people being like, yeah, eighteen dollars for a taco are going to go out of business as they should. Like I went to some place to get some. Uh, like fish tacos in Michigan last week before I flew out here. It was in a nice area in St. Joe by the water. 
on Lake Michigan. And it was like, but still, it was like, I remember I get these fish tacos that were like super tiny. And it was like $10. Like they're like five bucks a piece. And they were literally two bites. And I'm like, who's doing this? Like if you came in, like if I was hungry, I could have eat. I could I just, I just wanted like a snack. So I got two of them. But I honestly could have put down realistically seven of those. But like $40 in fish tacos. <laughs> You're crazy. If you have like a family, you're spending $100. Tacos are supposed to be cheap, dude. But they're still doing it, making it work. But it's because people are still paying those prices because they have the money. Once people don't have the money, you're not going to have people. The line will stop. Come, The line will stop forming. People will stop showing up and being like, yeah, we're not we're not doing that, man. We're not paying. We're not paying those prices. So forget that shit. Um, and again, I think it's like. He's saying that inflation's peaked. I don't think it's peaked just yet. We're getting there. We're getting there, folks, because people are spending their money. They're getting to their breaking point, but they're not there yet. People still spending like idiots. I go around the country and see people spending their money. So it's they're still out there, right? They're not. Uh, it's things are thriving. From from an economic standpoint, I think you could say what you want about geopolitics and things like that, but like, look, man, every time I try to go to dinner on like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I can't get a table. So. Well, I mean, you can, but you gotta, you gotta plan it. You gotta be on your game. You know what I mean? It's it's getting a little ridiculous. So, I don't think that's gonna slow down until like after summer. To be honest, I think people are gonna spend the rest of their cash this summer. This will be the summer that everyone thought last summer was supposed to be. Last summer, it's like we're done with the pandemic. Just kidding. That was not at all. Now it's like we're done, and we have the rest of our stimulus money and the tax money they haven't taken back from us yet. And we're going to spend it. Speaking of taxes, I should probably do mine. They're due in like two days. I'm probably going to just send in the form to extend it though. Oh, fuck. And I'm supposed to, I might go to a bar after this, but I, I need to not do that. I don't want to ride the subway right now. And I have to do that to go up there. But it's not that. It's only two miles from here. I could walk, but that's also annoying. I don't mind a, a nice walk in New York, but two miles each way. Eh. Maybe I'll walk one way and cab it back. You know, maybe that's the move. Maybe that's what we'll figure out. But anyways, a um, couple of things I want to, let's see if I have anything I want to kind of wrap up here before we roll out of here. <laughs> I just saw this article pop up. I talked about this last week. Nearly half. Amazon saw almost half of all injuries in U-House warehouses in 2021. <laughs> Unions say so nearly half of all recorded injuries in all U.S. warehouses last year <laughs> happened at an Amazon facility. They do employ one-third of all warehouse workers in their defense. But still, a half of all injuries? A little rough. OSHA is going to be pissed. Okay? Not going to be too happy. Speaking of OSHA, I went to... Oh, I should mention this before I get out of here. I'll talk about Waypoint Processing. I've mentioned them before on this podcast. Maybe the last one, but... Uh, Waypoint Processing and my friends that run a weed facility, a weed pro- a marijuana processing facility. They make gummies, sodas, hash oil, concentrates, you name it. Vape pens, Pop Rocks. I haven't tried the Pop Rocks yet. They gave me a bunch of them. They make also from the Flaming Lips, Wayne Coyne. Wayne Coyne has his own brand of edible gummies coming out. And they are the exclusive maker of those gummies. They were all like at the Flaming Lips show last weekend in Detroit or Royal Oak. And I'm like, damn, this is awesome. I like talking about them because like, you know, weed's fun. The weed business is fun, but it's just a good, uh, they're good entrepreneurial story. You know, these guys 
always talk about like, you know, investments are putting your money, you know, where it can work for you. And it doesn't have to. I mean, I talk about stocks and options because that's that's the route I've chosen. But there's tons of ways to do it. And I was talking to the owner of this facility. We had a couple of drinks and then went to I went to their their um, their facility and, you know, went around. We were drinking, having some joint smoking. It was like Friday afternoon. They gave me a bunch of samples, ton of shit, uh, you know, showed me some of their new processes, some of the new stuff they're making. And when I was talking to the owner, he was telling me about how he kind of started the business with Bitcoin. He had bought Bitcoin a long time ago, like 2016, 2017. He had bought quite a few Bitcoin and sold a few to start the bit to kind of help launch his business. Like he had investors and everything, but because he bought Bitcoin at such a low price, he was able to sell it at, you know, what, 40,000, 50,000 coin and start his business. So pretty badass, you know taking that money and le leveraging it for something else. And I, I plan to do that with a couple of things when I, you know, when I move over to real estate stuff that I want to get into, but not there yet, but just an awesome concept of even, and what's great is he was like me in the fact that he didn't really understand Bitcoin at the time. He just under, he just trusted a friend of his and understood like the economics of it. Like, okay, I'll get it. I don't want to miss out on this and just kind of, and then just t t waited, waited, the t took the test of time, you know? like just kind of waited it out and stuck with it and it worked out. I always tell, say how it's like, you can look like a genius just by waiting, just by time, time will make you look brilliant. And so case in point, he did. And so shout out to the waypoint guys. Earl King is their brand. If you're at Michigan dispensaries, if you ever see Earl King concentrates and edibles, truly like I'm biased, obviously, but truly the best I've had, the best edibles I've had, the best concentrates I've had, um, and they just do really cool stuff. And so they're really cool people that work there. They're fun. Uh, always just really salt of the earth people, if you will. That's the phrase, right? That means they're good people. I hope I'm not saying that they're bad people by saying that. I think I got that phrase right. If I didn't, well, my apologies, but, uh, shout out to those dudes. Also gave me some new, uh, some t-shirts, some merch. So that was cool. Um, yeah. So if you have a, you know, if you have an inkling to do something outside of whatever you're doing now, do it is my point. Take that cash and do it. You know, if you want it to be stocks, whatever, it's great. But um, I think that was just a, it's, it was a really, really uh, fun hang and good to get re-inspired by that, you know. So and again, nothing, nothing worth having comes easy. Worked his ass off for it. But like once you build that pipeline, you're like, oh, shit. Like how I say with like stocks, it's like once you get to 100,000, you can kind of let off the gas a little bit. Not really. But then once you get to a million, you can really let off the gas. Once you get to a million dollars, you can really go, OK, now we can kind of like look around and say, now what? Now what do we want to do? Where do we want to put? Now let's deploy capital this way. Let's do it go this way. But again, time is everything. And time moves quicker than you think. You know, it moves way quicker than you think. I always tell, I always, I keep saying this, but it's like five years moves in a blip. Five years feels like last year to me, right? I mean, this pandemic feels like it first felt like forever. And now it's been over two years. And it's, it's as sure as, hell, sure as hell has not felt like that at this point. So use it to your advantage, you know, use it to your advantage. Um, I think I'm gonna get out of here on that. Let me see if there's anything else I wanted to wrap up here before I get out of here. They'll probably be like the second I finish recording, I'll be like, Oh fuck there's, I wanted to say that. And it's like, all right, I'm not going to go back on and, and record it. But anyways, I think that's it. We're in New York for a couple of weeks. If you want to come hang out hit me up, I'm doing a show tomorrow night at two thirty fifth Avenue at eight o'clock, I believe, or eight 30. It's a sweet lineup. Chris DeStefano, Michael Rappaport, Chris Milhouse, myself, couple other folks i forget i gotta check but it's gonna be a sweet show it's a really cool place from what i've heard not not been there but i looked it up looks very swank 
it's a very nice it's fifth avenue come on it's a rooftop on fifth avenue in manhattan what, what else what else do you want from me but if you want to check out that show check out my stories on instagram facebook i posted it with a link or just hit me up i'll send you the link um and then i'm probably going to be doing some shows at gotham next week i'll give you the dates on that uh but i'm just throwing those out there if people happen to be listening to this from new york or near it but chances are you're not so <laughs> i know there's a handful of listeners in this area but um anyways if you want to come out to a show hit me up i'm not doing a ton while i'm here but we'll do some and uh we'll make it happen all right have a good week bye